Algar Productions. Despite the title, the following podcast is most decidedly not for kids. This is the Kids Love the Zeta Project podcast with your hosts, Maggie Robotham and Ron Algar Watt. Episode 145 Cabin Pressure and the River Rising with Vishal Baradwaj. Hi, pals. We're, uh, we're, we're getting real close to the end of Zeta here. I'm Al. Yeah, I'm Maggie. And I'm Vishal. Yay. Welcome. I love that you're Vishal, and I love that you're here yeah. again. Hmm. Ah. Lovely. Uh, <laughs> I got to ask, first impressions of the Zeta Project, of, about which you knew nothing mm-hmm. and saw nothing until today. <laughs> so, so what did you think? Uh-huh. It, it, it's a thing. Um... If sure. I watched this in 2001, I would have been like, okay, that's a thing, I guess. Mm-hmm. It's not bad. I hope he, I don't know, finds some robot clothes or whatever he's searching for. Finds his family or... Oh, come yeah. on, they say it right at the beginning. We'll get you your Gets freedom, home. Z. I know it. Freedom from well, what? I mean, he's like... more episodes. Mm-hmm. I, I was made to destroy because, you know, the network sent the note that you can't say I was made to kill and I shall not kill anymore. So it's mm-hmm. like, I was made to destroy and I shall not destroy or something like that. The, yep. the network's like, no kill he. <laughs> <laughs> the Horta Project. Yep. <laughs> I would love to watch a show about a giant blob. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we'll get you your freedom, Horta. I know it. Mm-hmm. I, and I think, end of sentence, I would like to watch a show about a giant blob. Mm-hmm. You don't need to. You don't. You don't need to expand on that at all. No, that's mm-hmm. that's the pitch. Yeah. Yep. Souls. Twenty six episodes. Yeah. Oh, sorry, it's been canceled. No. Yeah. Three seasons on Netflix, but they'll cancel after two, so they don't have to get residuals in. Hmm. Mm-hmm. I saw a uh, a tweet today that said something along the lines of uh, AI is just going to come up with like titles for these things and say sorry they've been canceled and everyone's just going to say oh we missed it. <laughs> yep. Easy. Uh huh. Uh, well, see, once they figure out they don't need to actually entertain us, they just need to think they're enter- we need to think they're being we're being entertained. Well, you know, they'll be fine. <laughs> Maggie, stop giving it away. Look, no, I'm so mad. Yeah, look, that, this comes up a lot on this show now. because all of the shows that we're covering at one point were available for people to stream, and now they are not, including I, our bonus episodes. They took that mm-hmm. away too. You can't watch yeah. the Brave and the Bold on streaming anymore either. I'm angry all the time, and then I get home to watch TV or something, and I can't, and I'm angry about that, too. <laughs> yeah, I just want to watch some cartoons. Like, I, I mean, I guess, you know, look, superheroes, nobody really cares about them, so of course you want to take those No, it's away. not like they're the most popular fucking mm-hmm. thing on the planet right now. Yeah, and haven't, haven't been for 20 years. Yeah. <sighs> well, the good news, Maggie. To the point where someone knows who fucking Black Adam is, and they gave him a movie. Uh-huh. <laughs> hey, and it changed the world, okay? Uh huh. That's what I hear. Dwayne yeah. the Dwayne the Black Adam Johnson said so. <laughs> I swear to God, I thought you were going to say Dwayne the Dork Johnson, and I was very excited. <laughs> he see the problem with that guy, and it's not a problem. It's like he seems like the most sincere person in the world who isn't Vin mm-hmm. Diesel. So naturally, yep. those two could never get along. <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense. I just feel like it. See, it feels really uncomfortable to be the Rock. You know. Mm-hmm. It's like being a Stretch Armstrong. Mm. I I don't know. I mean, I think he I think he does okay, Maggie. I don't you know I don't want to speak for the guy, but uh, mm. I think he's doing all right. All right. How does he sleep at night on a huge pile of money? Ah, <laughs> uh, well, the good news for you, Maggie. Well, yes, it's not good at all. I'm being sarcastic. So you mean bad news? Is, the opposite. Of is good. guess what? You get to you get to talk about your favorite character a lot. Why don't you tell us about cabin pressure? Yeah, why fucking don't I? Yes. <laughs> All right, so we join our episode with, oh my God, Bucky. S- seriously? How? How do I always get the Bucky episodes? Have I been cursed? Was I kissed by a witch? Does God hate me like I always secretly suspected? Fine, fine, whatever. Bucky is writing a Grandpa Simpson-style letter to the Kellogg's Corporation when Bennett and the NSA bust in and arrest him for the crime of pissing me personally off. <laughs> God may hate me, but the U.S. government always has my back. <coughs> every trans woman. Mm-hmm. They cart Bucky off to their cool helicarrier thing, but he manages to send a hologram to Zayden Rowe, who resolves to rescue him for some reason. 
After sneaking on board, Z and Ro are instantly caught and spend a good deal of the episode running around the ship, repeatedly bumping into a guy with a near Lytheldian array of pouches <laughs> on his jumpsuit. And then Bennett finds Bucky's control Zeta remote and starts making him walk like a Frankenstein all over the ship. Before he can make him walk like an Egyptian, West shoots a hole in the wall because, well, he's West. Any day he doesn't shoot a hole in the wall is a day worth celebrating. And Zeta and the remote are sucked out. Ro and Bucky find each other and steal an escape pod, and ba- Bennett finds Zeta clinging to the outside of the plane like so much Lithgow menacing gremlin. <laughs> Bennett rush uh, head outside, but Zeta clings to Ro and Bucky's escape pod and escape pod. <laughs> Bennett tries firing a shot across their bow, but accidentally shoots him with an EMP, or EM pulse, as Bucky helpfully calls it, and sends two children plummeting to their deaths. They were resisting arrest, says Bennett, shrugging. Luckily, Z fixes the pod, and they successfully escape into the city. Later, they meet up at a subway station. Bucky fixes Zeta so that he's finally immune to Bucky's remote, and then Bucky leaves to go meet his uncle in the tech underground. And then he falls in front of the train and dies. Oh, how tragic. <laughs> what a shame. Bucky died on no the way back to his planet. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this kid's been a lot of tribble. <laughs> Bucky! Uh, I, I will say... I still mm-hmm. look. I don't hate him as much as you do. Nobody could possibly hate him as much as you do. Mm-hmm. But I don't like him. This no. this episode was the most likable he's been, and he's still not very good. Yeah, it's still bad. Like he's still a smug little shit. Yeah, I I, I hate I, the stupid red highlights on his already auburn hair. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Look, cartoon redheads is a whole thing, man. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we got Batgirl. That's fine. Yeah. Well. Yeah, we did get back. Yeah, but we also have uh, Bucky and West. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, you know. Just take those two and just start rubbing their heads together until they <laughs> burst into flames. And the thing is, this isn't even my good thing, but it was a, a, a not a bad moment. I mean, he outsmarts mm-hmm. West, which, how hard is that? But, I mean, but it was look, made to be set up. I 3 a.m. on my way to the bathroom. But the fact that he, okay, so uh, he starts talking about video games and West is like, Oh no! You've you you've got the new whatever. I think it was Centuries of the Last Cosmos. Actually, I think it's like the yeah. the game from Batman Beyond, which was a nice bit of continuity. Oh, that's cute. Oh, okay, but oh, um, because that, what's that? No, I said that was my good thing. But you you finish and I'll get to it. Oh no no I don't I, I you you have some specific stuff to say about that and I'm not I don't want to step on that at all. No, I just he said um he says I can show you the new levels or whatever and and West lets him go and he doesn't it's not a trick he actually mm. does and yep. I don't know I, something about that I like because the usually the way it goes is you tell the guard the thing he wants mm. to hear and as soon as he uncuffs you you run but mm-hmm. instead he gave West what he wanted and he sat there and kept talking to him while he was doing his hacking stuff and I, I thought that mm-hmm. was not a bad moment I honestly I kind of like that too yeah, yeah. Just like, these two characters I loathe just and like suddenly they click together. And like these are two characters who are ne- like have never been on screen together. No, they have no reason to be. Yeah. And it's just like, oh, actually, these guys have a lot of chemistry. This That's is kind of cute. Yeah. yeah. But uh, specifically the video game part, uh, Vishal, you had some stuff to say about that. Yeah, I was. I mean, this show is not all that well animated, but that no. bit you know was that? just so well done. And it's really? all hand animated. They're not really like cheating by maybe they had like some rough previs with 3d or something but it's all mm-hmm. just pure hand animation right that's a lot of work mm. and the type of video game that it was actually resembled a video game like yes into the yeah. early 2000s we were still showing either clearly animators who had no idea what a video game was or mm-hmm. just atari 2600 pac-man every time that's yep. it. Those like, are the options. The amount of times I've seen <clears throat> modern video games on TV that are still like, yeah, yeah, it's those same sound effects from the mm-hmm. first big hit home game, Atari yeah. Twenty Six Hundred Pac Man, which is insane. It's like we had to wait until like all the kids who played video games grew up, right? But this this was an early example of that because it looked yeah. like a real mm-hmm. game you could actually play. Yeah, yeah. and, and they, real, they put some uh, love into like, it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It had a real, like, uh, uh, Ocarina of Time look to it, which mm. would have been around, out or, just around then, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It, it's It's got a bit of Dragon's Lair, but, like, good yes. Dragon's Lair. that. Yeah. yeah. No, Dragon's Lair was always a good idea for a game, but uh, mm. in execution, it was just... I, I seem yeah. to remember the, there was, like, a version that was not an FMV one, but was almost like a, like a Prince of Persia-like looking thing. Oh, that was around yeah, that I remember time. that. Yeah. yeah. 
But this was more of like your PS2 style, you know, third person camera mm. moving thing. Quite ambitious. And yeah, that's my good mm. thing. Yeah, that's not bad. Yeah. Uh, but that doesn't exactly tie into my bad thing, but it kind of, mm-hmm. it's it's sort of tangentially related because you talk about like the bad, like uh, the bad examples of that, like the 3D stuff that they, they mm-hmm. draw over or whatever. Mm. <sighs> the because I saw this in your notes too, the weird gray brown of the interiors of the oh, yes. helicarrier or whatever it is were, were terrible. I, mm. I noticed this in both episodes, um, oh. and I'm sure this was just like budgetary and time things. They definitely did like a pre-block in with a 3D program to just like figure out the spaces and things, and then they painted sure. over it in a 2D paint program. Mm. And many times, like the really low res textures from the 3D is still there. The yeah. bad, like, lens distortions are there. There's this really egregious one at the end of the other episode where there's a panning shot of, you know, the devastation of this village. We'll get to that. And, like, one mm-hmm. of the houses is so askew, it's just comical. <laughs> right. And the yeah. weird thing is something, and, you know, you have a better eye for this, so you may disagree. I, I'm not I, I'm not suggesting mm. you're going to go back and watch the rest of the series because, of course, you aren't. Mm. But uh, the, why would you? The design of this show we've found to be pretty good. Like the the, yes. the visual uh, ideas. It's just the execution. Mm. They don't have the animation budget to pull it off. I no. don't think they have the the sort of the coherence that they needed. Maybe that mm-hmm. would have happened over like two or three seasons. But like some shows are pretty tight with their design. Like right. the two seasons of SWAT Cats are impeccable design. Like some of the best. Of that time. And this the would have been is, like five or six years after that. That's the nicest thing I've ever, ever heard anyone say about SWAT cats. Oh, no, no. SWAT cats was like a big thing, especially in India around that time. It was on Cartoon Network every day. No kidding. I just like oh. those two seasons, like between 96, 99. So there's a lot of the Indians my age who would have watched that growing up. And yeah, we got to see those episodes a lot. And yeah, oh. they, they had good, solid design. If, it was not like always the best plotting or animation, but like it worked design-wise. If you had been on for any episodes set in a city, I think mm-hmm. you would see what mm-hmm. we're talking about. Like, because a lot of what they've done in this show is taken the dark future mm-hmm. of uh, Batman Beyond's Gotham and said, okay, but the rest of the country doesn't look like this. Yeah. Mm. And so it's still the same future, but it's it's a little little brighter, right. a little more interesting. And the vehicles all look pretty good. And like, the, yeah. Like there's no, there's a lot I, of good, but mm, but this like, is set inside a vehicle and then at in a in a dirt farm. So like you don't yep. really get to see that stuff. No, and I like Great the farm, by the way the the helicarrier design mm-hmm. thing, whatever mm-hmm. it is. It's never named. It's got a weird thing where all the the lines on it are blue when every mm-hmm. other thing is black. It's a really strange choice. Yeah. It's like maybe it didn't come through properly when in in TV back in the day, but it's very apparent when you see a digital file now. The it's uh, so that they can't see us when we're dry- flying past the city late at night. Yeah, that's an oddly specific thing to be camouflaged. It's worked so far <laughs> until but, we let West drive anyway. Mm-hmm. No, the animation it's okay, he won't get his license until next episode. That's true. <laughs> I, I think I've mentioned this before when I've been on several versions of this show that in, in animation, they kind of, they, they save the good animators for the good stuff. And yep. they mm-hmm. clearly save it for whenever Ro, I guess she is. Yes. You know, not, yep. not Ensign Ro, Ro Laren, but yeah. Right. For Ro, they save it for Zeta whenever he's doing anything because that's a, when he's not in his, like, when he's in his robot form. Right. Yeah. And they save a bit of it for, like, some environmental stuff with the ships and all that. But the rest of it is just very by the numbers. It's not bad at mm. all. It's just, you know, no, I would love is, to be this good at animation. But we're we're holding it to the standards of, yes, you know, yeah. all the other shows yeah. that it's uh, it's part of. And mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. just, I mean, it's nowhere near as good as Batman Beyond, for instance, mm-hmm. which is a show yeah, it's spun seriously. off from. Yeah, the, the drop in quality while trying for more textured and... Mm-hmm. You know, photorealistic in some ways background. It just really shows. Yeah, uh, There's just but, a lot of really bad stretch textures. But then they also, with some of the character designs, go the mm-hmm. other way. Like, Bucky looks like like the, the most cartoonish, mm. maybe one of the most cartoonish characters in this whole universe. Oh, like, yeah. Outside of, like, a, a Jack Kirby design, maybe. He, mm. he looks like Ben 10. But before Ben 10 he happened. He does look like Ben 10. I was going to say he looks like uh, Willie Beamish, but you guys probably don't know what that is. I, I actually do know who do Willie know Beamish that. is. Yeah. Okay. I've never yeah. played it, but it was like, oh my, this is going to change the world. Yeah, no, uh, adventure uh, games are going to look like animation. Spielberg is going to direct everything. 
There I mean, was an article about it in an EGM I had. Oh, well then. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. No, though, uh, Monkey Island 3 was the one that was going to change everything, and then mm-hmm. they were all like, this is too expensive, we can't do this. Yeah. Mm. Still a pretty game, though. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Maggie, what was your good thing? Uh, what did I find? Oh, right. Uh, yeah, those uh, mag boots they used to crawl around on the side of the ship are uh, pretty pretty keen. Oh, yeah, the, the third act, like, action set piece. Yeah, when mm. they decide to go, Bennett decides, I'm going to go outside and punch him. I mean, last week they fought on the, like, on the cables of the the uh, Golden Gate Bridge. So, like, yeah. this, this mm. guy's not, you know, not averse to risking his life to, to get this Th- guy. There, so. is, there is no height Bennett won't fall off of to stop this robot from so, doing whatever he does. Mm-hmm. So, what, from what I understand, the writer's room was watching the entire oeuvre of Roger Moore, uh, James Bond. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Because those are both to me. Those are both things from Roger Moore James Bond films. Oh, that ex- we, um, that explains the line. Ro, how British am I? <laughs> <laughs> if they'd gotten a season three, we would have gotten a Moonraker episode. Mm. <laughs> Honestly, I'm shocked they'd ever gotten to space in this, especially since they used rockets to get from town to town. Yeah, that's mm. true. Um, Vishal, what was your bad thing? I uh, the I mean it's. It's all a bit too convenient, isn't it? It's always like, oh, we need the plot to move along, so let's just do a thing that moves the plot along. Oh, Mm -hmm. these guys are on the ship that they've worked so hard to infiltrate. Now let's get them found out, and then let's comment on it. Mm -hmm. Which is like... Maybe in 2001, this was edgy for a kid's cartoon, but after 20 years of watching, you know, Marvel movies and things that Mm -hmm. do exactly this and that I've gotten tired of. Right. So... Very, you know, I'm surprised I lasted 10 or 12 years with the Marvel stuff because, like, wow, <laughs> seeing mm-hmm. this sort of thing, maybe this is ahead of its time, you know, but it's No, still... I, I, I understand what you're saying, whereas, like, as a writer, you recognize that you're using, like, a tired old cliche, so you just have mm-hmm. the characters say that, and that's that's mm-hmm. funny, but yeah. you're right, it is lazy. Yeah. yeah. Like they the might other... as well have... Oh, God. No, I, I said the other kind of trope that you I found is that, the, like... Uh, there's the you know what what I I've called the the always competent non-white girl. It's a good trope, you know. It's like it's very useful, but the fact that that's kind of all in both the episodes. Maybe they give her more character later, in in or in ah yeah. So it's like she's basically there to just kind of be the sensible person to just move mm-hmm. the plot along. She has no other character other than that. So and it's interesting because West had a partner who was exactly the same, like exactly mm-hmm. the same description, only yeah. she was Asian. Okay. Um, yeah. Whereas this is a woman of color. Yeah. But, um, I, what I'm saying is she kept covering up for him and making excuses mm-hmm. for him. And uh, mm-hmm. this one, Rush, at least hates mm-hmm. him and lets him fall and like leaves him yeah. to die a few times. So she's mm-hmm. she's a little different, but it, but it's still very tropey. Yeah. Yeah. And, and especially after now, you know, we're judging it a bit harshly. This is 20 years old, but mm-hmm. now that is such a trope that it's kind of a shame that like it, mm-hmm. it was the same even 20 years ago it's there i'm seeing yep. it even now it's always you know the competent non-white person who just like literally just moves the plot along i, yep. I think it's because west is so just mind-bogglingly stupid they need someone mm. to be there and like i don't know if they're trying to say things about white privilege or whatever i might be reading too much uh, into it, but i but, don't there's I think you always some... have the the bumbling guy there. It's just how you play him is kind of you know. Yeah, it's it's more how stupid he is. <sighs> yeah, like I mean, he is he is amazingly stupid. He yeah. he discharges a proper explosive firearm in, in uh, a pressurized cabin. Yeah, yeah, but the, hey, that's where the title is. Mm-hmm. It's oh god. Yeah. Well, we'll get into that in the next episode too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Maggie, what was your bad thing? Yeah, so, <clears throat> Zeta, your entire deal is that you can look like anyone, and yet you got caught breaking into this ship, like, four times. How are you so bad at this? <laughs> They're on that ship for, uh, less than a minute before they turn a corner and someone goes, hey, it's that robot we're looking for. The thing, I think this is an animation thing, because they don't want to animate new models but mm-hmm. every time he disguises himself and gets in some place he's not supposed to be in he immediately reverts back to robot mode and it's like why are you just stay in disguise see the weird thing there is they've started putting Roe in a new costume every week mm-hmm. yeah like, I... or like they have like a, a couple they rotate her through like I haven't seen the circuit shirt in a while mm-hmm. 
Like she's, and I know because I keep looking for it. It's like, this one, she's like a Tomb Raider look. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Honestly, she and um, when uh, Zeta's wearing his uh, his Neo costume, mm-hmm. they look so like uh, like uh, uh, the characters from Jurassic Park. It was ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and talk this? about pouches. He's got oh. like s- seven or eight of them. Oh, yeah. Yep. They did do another, like, I liked this last time, and I still like it, uh, where Zeta uh, goes out of his way to embarrass Ro with a mm-hmm. with an appearance or an outfit. Mm. Like, she's like, could you please stop with that ridiculous outfit? And so he changes yeah. and says, what about this ridiculous outfit? <laughs> Which I thought was cute. Zeta, was, you're was, becoming more human every day. Was uh-huh. that a Toy Story reference? I don't like think that so. It might have been, I don't know. Story I don't know, it's reminding uh, me of something, but I oh, can't yeah. quite put my finger on it. With that, uh, it's definitely that like cow skin cowboy mm. costume. So yeah, yeah, it may have been. I just thought they were because last time they had him in Lederhosen and mm. a Canadian Mountie outfit, just like all the cartoon outfits you put someone in that are mm. a little sort of over the top. And I think they're like, "Ooh, yep. we forgot one." <laughs> yep. Guys, we have this drawing of Zeta as a cowboy. Can we figure it out? We've only got two episodes left. I mean, I did that in Endeavor once where someone suggested that Kutch wear a cowboy hat, and I wrote a whole scene about <laughs> how he was into country music. Yep. Uh, so uh, my good thing, actually. Yeah, what's your like, good thing? Yeah, I don't. I still don't care for Bucky. But uh, the fact that they established his remote in his first mm-hmm. appearance, like in the second or third episode or whatever, uh, bringing it back and putting it into the NSA's hands is actually a really good use of pre-established MacGuffin and, like, good escalate. Like, okay, yeah. okay, mm. the kid having it is one thing, but what if the government agents had it? That would That's yeah. sort of next next level threat. That's pretty good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Bucky sucks. Bennett is theoretically yeah. competent. Yeah, you could, have, you could have taken Bucky out of the episode and just kept his device. Like, they, yeah. they raid his house and get the thing. But in fact, I would insist that they uh, keep mm-hmm. Bucky out of the episode. Well, presumably he can't bother us anymore. That said, the the run order is very unusual, so it's very possible we'll see Bucky again one last time next week. Uh, of course, mm-hmm. we fucking will. I don't know. Uh, what else? Um, what else? I don't know. Let's see here. Where are my notes? Mm-hmm. <laughs> down. They're down. Probably in the document below mine, where they've been for mm-hmm. the last uh, twelve years. 13 years? Uh, Jesus Christ. Bucky's got a real TV's Frank shirt in this episode. <laughs> yeah. I could see that. It's one of those double-breasted weird things that looks like a jacket, but isn't a jacket. Mm-hmm. It's like a Dr. Evil shirt or something? Yeah, yeah. Um, One of the NSA guys looks like Scotty. Mm-hmm. Uh... I I I want to know how much of a tussle it was between the 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 like the character sheet and model department and the actual animators when they came up with that ridiculously elaborate uh, landing gear <laughs> design oh, <laughs> and yeah. they decided that oh you know what you need to hand animate this because by this time even by this time we would have used 3D for it and they did not nope <laughs> they're like oh, I, I saw assume. this in an anime once like yeah well those guys are <laughs> yeah. Those are usually features, and they usually, you know, yes, they have they, a lot of they, money. Yeah, and then, then they, you know, went away to a farm later, and they were never heard from again. Mm-hmm. Oh, just like just like our characters in the very next episode. Yeah. Yep. <sighs> and that's as that's as good a transition as any. Maggie, why don't you give us uh, your quote, and then we'll. Uh... Uh, I will give uh, you my quote, which is the best line in the episode. Uh, bro. No, don't talk. I don't want your voice to be the last thing I hear. Yep, that was very good. But uh, you know, although uh, Bennett going, "What's that?" and West going, <laughs> "An alarm," was also very funny. The thing yeah, is, uh, uh, Michael Rosenbaum, who does the voice, makes it funny. Mm-hmm. I, but I still hate West. Oh yeah. The the other thing is, they cut to a picture of Bennett just doing the like <sighs> yeah. face, and that made me so happy. Yep. My my favorite. Thing and yes, we will get to this in Justice League eventually. But like spoilers, I guess, is when L- Luthor takes over yep. uh, the Flash's body and Rosenbaum oh. does the perfect Luthor as <laughs> mm-hmm. discovering who he is. Yep. <laughs> Aren't you gonna wash your hands? <laughs> no, cause I'm evil. Mm-hmm. 
Oh, I love Justice League I, so much. Yeah. I have no idea who this is. <laughs> well, you know who else loves Justice League? Kids. Mm-hmm. Kids mm. do love Justice League. Mm-hmm. I heard that somewhere. Yep. Kid, and kids love the Zeta Project where, you know, people still have warning shots that are lethal because somehow in the future, no one said, hey, maybe we should just press the warning shot button, which is not going to kill them accidentally. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Well, you know. Like, if you, how have we have... never come up with that? If you if you have a skilled and competent person at the helm, oh no, it's West. Oops. Well. Yep. Sorry. Yep. All right. Well, I suppose it's time to move forward then. Vishal, please, why don't you tell us about the River Rising? Yes, the River Rising. This week on the Zeta Project, our intrepid heroes are running through the same forest as the last episode, maybe, uh, chased by the NSA in a big landfish thing. That totally does not look like it was designed for such a thing. Uh, the ship crashes because obviously West is driving. And uh, Zeta, 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 and Ro escape to a village of Luddites, aka Notex. Notex. <laughs> I'm sorry, but the top, no, no, it's terrible. It's just, no it's it does terrible. not roll off the tongue well. Nope. So the, vill- the village head guy of the Notex goes to taunt the stranded NSA, quite literally, that's all he does, and tells them, hey, go get a warrant if you want to enter. <clears throat> this week on The Incredible Hulk, Amy, <laughs> the head guy's daughter, discovers Zeta's secret as he's flashy grow. Uh, this is more innocent than it sounds. <laughs> and sets them to work on a handmade levy to keep the village safe from the river rising. Hey, that's the title. Wow. <laughs> it's amazing how they can work these things in. Mm-hmm. Ro tries to get the women to organize so that they too can join the men in the rain and do hard labor because she's a filthy Gen Xer who just doesn't hey. understand when they're onto a good thing. <laughs> this week on the Questor tapes, there's a bunch of shoe leather as the NSA tries to get their warrant. This is not devolving into an episode of Boston Legal, but almost does. Anyway, oh, West doesn't wait and he flies over the town and is weird like robot wine cork extractor looking thing uh, and, <laughs> and, and he gets trebucheted uh, trebucheted trebucheted <laughs> by the notex who clearly draw the line at tech that involves trebuchets <laughs> and then he bumps into the levy a little causing it to spring a leak Zeta tries to plug it like so much wily e. coyote and reveals his sexy metal body that Amy totally wants to fuck and gets trapped <laughs> under the rock this week, on 18 Wheels of Justice, the Notex take the giant rock off Zeta and get busy trying to repeat the falling of the giant rock on Zeta. This time on purpose. Okay, fine. Meanwhile, the Levy breaks. Hurrah! Progress or not. Wait, Notex. Hmm. Okay, the village washes away, like so much Weetabix, uh, and the NSA finally arrive, but they get washed away too. And Zeta saves the head guy, Adebi, who totally wants to fuck him. Remember that. Mm-hmm. This probably happens off screen in the ruins and mud. Yeah, let's let's go with that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> wow, good uh, good eighteen wheels of justice reference. <laughs> yeah, seriously. I know this has come up before because of my yeah. fascination with G Gordon Liddy. G but, Gordon uh, Liddy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Oh boy. the The weird thing is, I I so. I see the I see the runner you're doing here of the shows mm-hmm. where people go from town to town and, and fix people's mm-hmm. problems. The weird thing is that has happened exactly twice in this series, and mm-hmm. both of them have been the worst episodes they've had. <laughs> yeah. It's weird because that seems like the premise. It does. Like he's not, I, that's what know, they told us the premise was. It, yeah. It's, it's Like if I had two more paragraphs, I would have gone with this week on Nowhere Man and this week on The Pretender. Uh, you could also go with the A team. That's another one. Mm-hmm. The A team, yeah. No, the A team is if you can find them. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah, but the the thing maybe is, maybe you could hire the A team. They've kept mm. the plot mostly to Zeta looking for his creator and Ro looking for mm. her lost family, and that's it. Mm-hmm. And they're clearly when they remember that Ro's looking for her lost. Oh, family. it always comes up like, oh, right, Ro's family. But mm. and weren't you looking for your lost family? Oh, that's yeah. Hmm. But this is like, uh, in fact, this is kind of my good thing. Mm. Um, like, there's been, I would say, two very bad episodes, and this is the other one. Uh, the first one was the Storm Chasers one from a couple of weeks ago. And uh, there was a good callback to that when Rose says, the weather in this part of the country is terrible. Let's never come here again. <laughs> <laughs> Which Every is, time we good. come to this part of the country, we end up in a stupid episode. Yeah. Where we end up tied up in other people's problems, let's let's uh, worry about our own problems. Mm-hmm. And weirdly, Vishal, your your good thing is what you what you thought the show was, right? Yeah, I mean, I I like that 
this very well worn by this point 30 mm-hmm. years old and they try to make i know like i said there's like five or six versions of this it's a good trope it's a good like setup for a show you have a mysterious yeah. person who's has to find something or someone i think mm-hmm. the quester tapes is literally just to find his his creator or something like that yeah there's a lot um, of that in this i think yeah so it's good to see it in a kid show because it's actually a nice uh, it's a nice frame yeah. Except, I mean, like I say, they hardly ever use it. Yeah. Mm. I, there, there's a reason so many shows do this, and it's because it's, you know, it's not a bad way to sort of do yeah. the serialized TV thing. Mm. Well, it's, but it's you can you can do real light serialization because each exactly. yeah, each thing can be sort of self-contained, but you can also move your central mystery yeah. forward a little bit if you want. Mm. Because it almost always um, resets, but it it gives you the illusion of moving forward because you're not it's mm-hmm. not like oh i need to find my creator and then i'm stuck in this apartment because we did the backgrounds and the mm-hmm. sets you know mm-hmm. <laughs> well he's not in this apartment mm-hmm. like let's next, go look at the uh, the next, next identical season. apartment <laughs> mm-hmm. uh that is also a good frame for you know guest star of the week kind of shows which oh, was, yeah, mm-hmm. which were huge back you know back in the mm-hmm. day uh I mean, you you had a guest star this week right uh well I mean we, there were some pretty good there the 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 no tech leader I didn't write down his name but he is a character actor we've seen in a million million mm. things yeah he sounded familiar yeah uh but uh, Amy who uh, mm-hmm. Vishal insists wants to fuck Zeta I I didn't see it but uh, I'm not gonna argue with you yeah uh is uh, May Whitman who played Anne Veal her her yeah she funny or something I mean she she's popped up in these shows before and um I mean. She was uh, one of the main voices in uh, Avatar: The Last Airbender. Yes. Like she's she's a you know she's a she's a working voice actor. Always has been. This mm. would have been uh, two thousand one, I think. Well, that's two. when the show started, but I think we're in mm. two thousand two or three by this point. Yeah, this this would have been when she was recording. This would have been some real early Mae Whitman st- stuff. Yeah, mm. she probably was still a child. Yeah, like a, well, a I mean, child. she was because we could see her on Arrested Development. Right. Sort of. I mean, you know, mm. if you if you like, she's standing there behind the plant. You always kind of miss her, mm-hmm. but yeah, she is there. I love plant. Mm-hmm. Um, Maggie, what was your good thing? Uh, what was my good thing? Good question. Oh yeah. Uh, so this episode ends with uh, the NSA ship being uh, crashing, mm-hmm. and the uh, the the no as they are mm. deeply awkwardly called, mm-hmm. uh, set up like a bucket brigade. But they're just using the bucket brigade brigade to fill the NSA's uh, engines with dirt, which is very funny <laughs> to me. Well, there's this Nobody there's notices. this kid uh, yeah. called Muley. Yeah, which his is name disgusting. is Muley. Okay, I yeah. thought it was like Yuli or something. No, it's it's Muley, like like a mule. He has oh, like a mule. Oh my mule. god! Yeah, and he's mule. He's not mule. He's not a mule. He's just Muley. Yeah, that's, mule-ish, You know, mm-hmm. that's a but, really weird thing because they give him so much footage. They give him jokes. They give him a literal donkey mm-hmm. like bit, yep. yeah. and then it's just like, wait, well, when did this, you know, character have more to do in the script? Mm-hmm. No, they just set him up at the beginning, the and then he disappears until the end. Yeah, yeah. Now the uh, the creators clearly loved Muley and just couldn't find anything from. Roe had three or four lines about how how much uh, how badly he smelled, which is mm-hmm. hilarious. Um, he he just I he reminded me of um, from Ducktales, Bubba Duck, if he was not a duck <laughs> but a human. Your, I saw your uh, your note on that, and I thought it was so fucking funny. I mean, am I wrong? No, he's got real Bubba Duck energy. Mm-hmm. Yep. But uh, but it was legitimately funny. You're right because he mm-hmm. it was him who was uh, just uh, like heaving heaps of dirt into the yeah. engine. <laughs> oh, wonder why it ain't working. <laughs> and, and he's introduced as seemingly living in the forest in a treehouse. Yep. <laughs> like, well, wait, what? He, uh, he Ewoks a log at the NSA ship. <laughs> yeah, that's the first thing that happens. Is like the 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 big log comes. To, yeah, like the Ewoks. Mm-hmm. Oh, ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Let's do bad things. Vishal, yeah. what do you got? Well, you, well, you kind of talked about some last yeah, one. Yeah, we right? talked about the kind of the quippiness grating. Mm-hmm. And overall, yeah, that, I mean, it's just, hey, more. I mean, some of the jokes land in this. Let, let's be oh, yeah. fair. You know, like, I love the, the Midwest one. I My quote, in fact, is a good joke. Oh, well, let's uh, uh, It's let's a bit dated and kind of referential to another show. But oh, that's sure. okay. Yeah. But yeah, here it is. Are you a robot too? Please. Not that there's anything wrong with that. 
Yeah, I I did enjoy that as well. And that yep, yeah. Yep. You know, kids love Seinfeld references in their cartoons. <laughs> and not I mean, that there's anything wrong with do. it. Yeah. I guess so. Um my bad thing. Yes. So we've talked about West lots before, about how we don't like him, but really I want to talk mm-hmm. about why he bugs me specifically like sure first of all the nsa guys are a legitimate threat until you have him he as the kids say mm-hmm. nerfs them like mm-hmm. everything they do like anytime they get into a situation where the nsa is in danger of becoming too competent they just mm-hmm. make him do something stupid it's such lazy yeah. writing like so he like he blew a hole in the hull in the last episode Mm-hmm. And his his punishment is now he gets to drive the the like the field vehicle. Come is on, is he man. supposed to yeah. be a kid or is he just kind no, of? No, they a just draw him as a kid. It feels like that, does it? Like it? Yeah. I, I've said this before. It feels like he won a contest or something. Well, yeah. it feels like he's some he's... important person's kid. Like mm-hmm. he's somebody's son, and that's why they can't get rid of him. But they've never said it's, that. It's like a Johnny Quest reference, but it's not landing. You know, it's like oh, yeah. Johnny Quest was the, you know put in charge right. of too many things, so. Yeah, but he was more competent than this guy. Yeah. Yes. Uh, see, I, see, ten years ago I would have made a Haji reference, but I'm not doing it now. I'm, in, I'm, <laughs> getting, I'm getting better. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> no, I, I can make a Haji reference. Yes, I'm please. Alone. That's that's what I wanted. I want you to make one. <laughs> so badly. Uh, <laughs> that has been a while. I, I mean, this look the original Haji. It was just like. Obviously, you realize it was like, wait, this is a weird old version, you know, of, of, yeah. of India. But it was also kind of like, oh, that's cool. It's an Indian. They know that Indians exist. It's not like it's, mm-hmm. you know, he wasn't completely like it's a weird thing. I'm not saying that Indians are particularly, uh, but like there are cultural things that we don't get too caught up about, at least back in the day. Now, obviously, things sure. change and. Well, no, uh, I understand. There's like, there is half of it. There's like, oh, great. Look, Indian character. Oh, yeah, representation. Then, good. You know. No, not just representation in the kind of like in a diversity way. It's just in that oh look, it's Indian. There's there's almost like it never rises to a level of we need this. It's just like oh that's cool. That it's over mm-hmm. there. You know, yeah. uh, maybe they'll do come to India sometime. And then they did in the real adventures, mm-hmm. and it was weird. <laughs> I bet because he yeah because he Bec- he went to a kingdom of Bangalore, and it's like oh. surely surely you could have come up with another name of than that. The um. <laughs> I mean, the, clearly the writers, the animators, everybody had never actually been to India. They read about it sure. in a couple of books or maybe like an yeah. encyclopedia. No, but Good that, enough. That's a weird blind spot, especially in that like 90s to 2000s where you clearly, mm-hmm. there were enough Indians, Indian Americans, people like that, where you could have, you know, like figured it out. Yeah, just um, ask them. Hey, yeah, what's no, it like yeah, over I remember there? reading a, a Mike Carey written X-Men issue and they mm-hmm. come to India. It's like just the most weird version of, you know, the way people address each other. It's like, oh, they did yeah. a Google search, but they didn't go and ask one of the many British Asians mm-hmm. around them. I'm not saying maybe at the time or whatever, or maybe it was just misled, you know. It's not like, yeah, Indians also kind of, I can say this personally, like, we try to be helpful even if we don't know what the hell we're talking about in our <laughs> own culture. <laughs> so it's very likely someone was like, uh, yeah, yeah, that's what they say. Yeah, I, sure. The thing is, yeah. Canadians are like that too, so I have a lot of experience mm-hmm. with that. Boy, I, th- sure I think are. I think everyone who's ruled by the British is at some level. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> well, you I mean, know, like, like 12 kind of years ago, you were like, mm-hmm. hey, can you help me with a podcast? And I'm still here, so... Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be rude not to. I, I will say as an aside, just like on the, on the Haji thing, uh, the Real Adventures first season, I think that was the one which was the radical departure, the one with Robert Patrick as race and mm-hmm. the more adult, before they kind of aged everyone down. And mm-hmm. that version of Haji was really good. Um, oh. They had uh, made him, he didn't wear the turban, but he had like long hair. I don't mm-hmm. know if they like specifically called it out, but maybe that... Um, was like a nod to maybe him being uh, a Sikh of the of the Sikh uh, mm-hmm. religion and culture mm-hmm. because there's like you know they don't always cut their hair in that depending on uh, right. you know how uh, so yeah the, the, that could have been that it was he was well handled in that one and then I think I, in the second season where they went back to more traditional Johnny questing and they got Zin back and all that I mean yeah. you you have to admit that while. The 60s version was obviously, you know, mm-hmm. problematic in a lot it's of ways. Broad. It was also incredibly stylish. Like, it's, oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, that's no, the it's, it's, I mean, there's a reason all that Venture Brothers stuff and other yeah. stuff has come out of yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. Like, 
there's like something I, there. I really appreciate all of Johnny Quest because it is so broad. It's like mm-hmm. everything is broad. I don't think I was mm-hmm. unaware of that even as a kid. I wasn't like, wow, this is how real life is and this is how people think oh, of real life. Not. It's not no, it's like pulp. this is a cartoon, you know. Even I wasn't looking at Scooby-Doo that way either. You know? Really? You didn't think that the talking dog and the ghosts mm-hmm. were, uh, were representative mm-hmm. of real life? Well, no, I mean... If only, you know, you had <laughs> yeah, talking dogs who, who did drugs all the time. That would be something. <laughs> only if by drugs you mean large sandwiches. Yep. Scooby snacks, man. You have to... Mm-hmm. They do the Scooby snacks off screen. You never see them. Nope. <laughs> they promised them to him, but that's it. Yeah. I think it was always just like, okay, so they're just eating dog biscuits? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Stop eating dog biscuits. How good could dog biscuits be? I don't know. Have you ever had one? Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Would you say they were a bad thing? And and uh, follow-up question, oh, what is your bad mm. thing for this episode? What an incredible transition. I'm so good at this. I'm so glad I've been helping you do this for 12 years. Mm-hmm. 13. <laughs> 13. Oh, God. I'm so old. And actually, so if you count you. SV, 14. Mm. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> all right. So it takes uh, it takes Ro and Zeta all of uh, five seconds to realize that, hey, maybe these guys don't like technology. So then uh, Zeta immediately turns back into a robot and also turns on all of his high beams like it's the fucking Oscars. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, oh, you can't Just see? Sh- Let me turn on uh, my, my breast lights that I apparently have. <laughs> my breast He's lights. Got- <laughs> He's got spotlights like it's the opening of a Fox movie. Yeah. Ridiculous. <sighs> the no text. I mean, Shut up. Yeah, Amy takes terrible. one look at his high beams and she's like, I want that. Mm-hmm. Well, she was certainly that, has a type. Was that metal man covered in flashlights? Oh, my God. I didn't even know what a flashlight was before now. Mm-hmm. He I, could just make life light. I don't have to go get a candle or anything. Mm-hmm. This is the hottest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> Those uh, boyish oh. hips. <laughs> also, the and the boobs on him. Jesus. <laughs> yep. Jesus. Uh, I, back to my West thing. I, I left a note here uh, as I put the time code in when he was told, don't like, don't set foot on the no tech land. Mm-hmm. And I wrote it down. Mm-hmm. It was at, at six minutes and 28 seconds mm-hmm. uh, at 12 minutes and five seconds. He gets in his stupid, ridiculous jetpack thing. And he's mm-hmm. like, well, I'm not setting foot. Like You, you motherfucker. They have no technology. What will they do? Yeah. yeah terrible it is very funny when they trebuchet him it is but then there's a there's like a machine that has some metal oh yeah the craner how did you how did you get that how did you get metal working if you don't like technology because there's you know where do you draw the the line the sliding scale of what defines technology is always interesting in people Mm -hmm. who have that kind of like you know Mm -hmm. and and real life does this too religions grapple with it oh i grew up I grew up around um, uh, uh, Mennonites, which are, you mm-hmm. know, like Amish or whatever. Like they, oh, yeah, you right, know a shit right. ton of Mennonites. <laughs> Your builder of the house? <laughs> um, but, like, we would have, like, a, a farmer's market I'd go to, and they'd be there, mm-hmm. like, participating. Like, they didn't mm-hmm. mind interacting with us. They just didn't mm. want to own CD players and cars and shit. But, like, they, they'd sell us their, you know, yeah. their vegetables or whatever. Mm. So... Uh, there's else? like a there's a Venn diagram of overlap between people like that and people who are like they have iPhones but they also have crystals and things like that. Uh huh. You know, I'm sure there is. I'd, some of them are our friends, so. Uh-huh. Yeah. And I'm always like, no, oh, no, I really? I literally do not mind. Look, I'm I'm Indian. There are 50 religions between here and the next lane. <laughs> I you thought know, you were about I, to say, I'm Indian, I will sell any of that stuff to a white lady who believes it hard enough. <laughs> oh, oh they, have you ever heard the thing about what Himalayan pink salt actually is? No. It's no. salt. It's oh. from one mine. Uh, and it's from, at least it used to be, and maybe they found some more, but like it used to be from one mine in Pakistan. Mm-hmm. So they're like, Pakistani pink salt maybe won't go over, but let's call it Himalayan pink salt. Mm-hmm. That's fucking funny. <laughs> it's it's good, man. And yeah. the best part is, the, it once it goes in a box, it has an expiry date. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, you better buy it now, then. Yeah, <laughs> that that crystal, it's it's going to expire. That like all the vibes will be off. Oh god. But yeah, I literally <sighs> don't buy it. It's like you do you. This rock is flying fly around the universe, <laughs> and who knows how. Let's just just enjoy ourselves. (laughs) I just want to make fun of white ladies just to, you know. (laughs) As well you should. Yeah, just to to take a swipe at Maggie, that's all. Mm -hmm. Again, as well you should. Yeah. I assume as you transition, you believe more in crystals and and things like that, right? 
I have actually had the thought, should I get into witchcraft? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you are fundamentally changing like a, a thing about your human body, mm. which is definitely mm-hmm. witchcraft, right? Yeah. So, And certainly not the thing I jab into my leg every week. No, not at all. Uh, what else? Anything? Uh, let's see. I got one. Le- oh, yeah. So Zanus survives being crushed by a boulder. So they remove the boulder and then dangle a boulder over him. Mm-hmm. That was so... <laughs> but yet on point for people who are no tech. Mm-hmm. And like, just so they can lecture. That that guy just loved lecturing. He's like, oh, there's a bunch of NSA government agents in a giant, you know, thing that's near my life. Let me go and lecture them. But how well, technology is terrible. I'm just a simple no-tech, but mm. uh, seems to me you're all wrapped up in this uh, technology, making your life worse and worse every day. Oh, no. <laughs> My river flooded. If no, only, only technology well, would say. Yeah, if only I had access there, to some kind of technology. He's the cartoon version of that other comic cartoon, which is like, oh, you participated. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yet you criticized <laughs> yet you it. Yep. Yeah. Uh, something like um, that, yeah. The uh, the the no tech leader, the neckbeard guy, is uh, mm-hmm. uh, voiced by Richard McGonagall, uh, mm. who, among other things, was Mister Incredible in the Incredibles movies. No, but no, uh, Wait, was, was he was like he? coach? No, what was that show? No, yeah, I thought that. Was I know coach. who you're talking about. No, this yeah. says uh, maybe Craig it's in T. the TV. Nelson. Maybe it's in the TV series. Uh, it, yeah. it says in lieu of Craig T. Nelson. So yeah, whenever oh, they okay, oh, okay, okay. oh he's yeah. he's right. the fill-in guy. So he's not as. Uh, Hmm. He's the but understudy. He, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Exactly. Did, uh, He's the slightly less incredible. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they did an Incredibles animated series. I, I don't know that. if it was an animated series or maybe a video game. Oh, maybe. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's, yeah, exactly. that's it, a video Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. But he is a he's a voice actor who's been in tons and tons and tons of things. Mm. So, Yeah, the name sounds very familiar. If you saw a picture of him, you'd be like, oh, yeah, I've seen that guy. Mm. Like, gonna go, let me just type this mm-hmm. in here. And, ah, no, hey, just... <laughs> it's Sully. <laughs> What's that? If you played Uncharted, then it's Sully. Ah, okay. Oh, okay, cool, yeah. He should have uh, got like, hey, kid, <laughs> are you a robot? I don't like him. <laughs> that's my Sully. Uh, that's amazing. Perfect. Yeah. Also, it's like I'm there. As a, as, a, as a voice director, I always sort of like, oh, he could do that voice. That's going in my mm-hmm. back pocket for later. <laughs> No, and then, like, then, right, then, then it slowly a guy called Sully. Then, then it slowly transitions into the really bad Mark Wahlberg version from the movie. <laughs> oh boy! Like, hey kid! Oh god, I can't even do Mark Wahlberg. What's uh, that's okay. That? Mark Wahlberg can't do Mark Wahlberg. It's fine. Yeah. So the best part fine. is it's Mark Wahlberg doing the Mark Wahlberg accent, which already sounds like a fake accent, even though that's his real accent. Yep. Uh, mm-hmm. Next to Tom Holland, not Hollander, yep. who's another Spider-Man. Person. Yeah, mm-hmm. Spider-Man kid. I'm oh, Ashwin Pandey, our friend. Ashwin and I always have this joke where it's like, oh, does he say, oh, I'm Spider-Mom? Because <laughs> <laughs> he can never say Spider-Man. He seems Which is like a wonderful guy, but he yeah, can't his, say Spider-Man. His, his American accent is uh, otherwise pretty good, I think. Ah. Mm. Uh, yeah. All right. Anything else about this episode, which we are all struggling not to talk about? Uh, desperately. Yeah, no, I got nothing. No. Shut All up, right. Wesley. Yeah. Yeah, shut up, Wesley. Uh, as you wish. Uh, well, I suppose that's it then. We got one more yeah. pair of episodes next week, which is uh, The Hologram Man. The Hologram Man? That's what it's called. The Hologram Man Can. And The Wrong that's Morph. That's a callback. It the, is a callback. The call- what? Deep call- The Wrong Morph. It's a morph, but it's the, the wrong. The Wrong Morph? I have no doing this for you, Morph. <laughs> morph from Orf. <laughs> uh, did you, and, uh, Maggie, did you have? Did you guys watch Morph growing up? The the uh, claymation thing. The what? Morph. There was this like British show called Morph, which is like no. maybe like five minute episodes or something. Uh, it was, I think, like eventually a lot of those guys became Ardman people. So he's just oh, this with little like, brown um, uh, chicken run and like uh, well, Wallace, Wallace and Gromit, and, Gromit. and yeah. yeah. So this was like maybe proto them or maybe it was them itself. But yeah, I, there's, it's there on YouTube. I'll, I'll link you guys to it. Hmm. It's like well, go ahead. much better than this, even though it's a simple well, thing. <laughs> I the thing is that I understand that that's the morph you're thinking of, but that is the wrong yeah. morph. Mm. The it's wrong the right morph, yes. Yeah, we're, we're talking about the wrong one. Uh, and mm. uh, Devlin should be joining us for that for the hey. series finale of this, so that'll be good. Uh, Vishal, why don't you plug your fine projects? Mm. 
um yeah it's been quite a year for projects thankfully uh, mm-hmm. uh, yes. but mainly uh, you should find me online uh, at alvishal and also go and follow inky memo on uh, youtube we're on a bit of a hiatus right now we've been recording new episodes of our show stationary test drive where we take um, stuff and do stuff with it that's mm-hmm. artistic and fun and we also have another show coming up this year um, oh few of them are in the can and uh, they're about it's going to be about art books so excellent well you are on a hiatus yeah. but you have like a year's worth of, of shows up yeah correct? yeah there's, like there's what, 50, 50 yeah yeah there's 53 episodes already excellent. uh we're we're not sure when we're coming back purely because it's just like we have stuff in the can but right. it's just you know well but even uh, we even might... if you aren't like people who haven't mm-hmm. heard haven't seen it have 50 yeah. plus episodes they can watch now exactly so. yeah there's there's literally dozens of hours of content mm-hmm. gotta have the content mm. you do and yeah. unlike hbo max we're not getting rid of it so no mm-hmm. never well thank god yep mm-hmm. uh let's see our website as ever is kidslovebatman.com uh, you can write to us. We are coming up on a uh, uh, between seasons. Oh, and mm-hmm. that means Vishal's going to be doing us more art. So that'll be exciting. Yeah. Are we doing that uh, before or after? We will the, do it uh, after the... Gotham Girls and Lobo. Perfect. Before we start Justice League. So in like four weeks, I think, something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah, uh, sure. Yeah. Uh, and uh, if you want to write to us, it is Kids Love Batman Podcast at Gmail. We would love mm-hmm. to hear from you about anything we've covered so far uh, or Justice League. Um, Let's see if you want to follow us on Twitter uh, for now until that platform finally dies. Uh, it <laughs> Slowly is, uh, and terribly and, uh-huh. and frustratingly. Yes. Uh, it didn't die the way I thought it would. It's just slowly no. falling apart. It's just mm-hmm. so much. Like that we thing, you know, repeated yeah. as first as tragedy, then as comedy or something like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It just keeps going back and forth. And then as just watching Elon Musk's daily meltdown. Mm-hmm. Just Ugh. stepping on a rake over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if you want to follow me on there, it is at Algar and these guys. At are Maggie Robots. Yep. Mm-hmm. Vishal? Yes. Um, fo- follow me there as well at, at all Vishal. Yes. Uh, and that's all for this time. Yeah. See you, folks. Twala. For more information about this show and the people who make it, visit kidslovebatman.com. To provide financial support for this show and all of the shows produced by Algar Productions, consider a pledge at patreon.com slash Algar. That's double A-L-G-A-R. The Kids Love Batman podcast is a co-production of Maggie Robotham and Ron Algar-Watt. Copyright 2023, Algar Productions. Please don't sue us. We're just doing this for fun.